0: Count down for glass box. X minus five, four, three,
1: two, X minus one, fire. I don't wanna grow up, do wanna grow up! I don't wanna grow up, do I grow
0: up? Welcome to the Toys R Us report, recorded live on Jupiter's third largest moon, Callisto. Alright, coming up now, another request from the boys down at Anna's Pizza Paradise. A new arrangement of a great oldie in rhythm and blues with your host, Icy Robots.
1: Greetings, Earth people. I am from Jupiter. It's me again. I see robots. I'm not a hero. I just sacrifice a bit of my week every week to make your week a bit better. And this week, it's going to get a whole bunch better because well, we got something different. We're not going to focus on anything. We are going to go through a bunch of things I feel like I should have been talking about. Things I've been behind on like Blimp Talk, like Heavy Kev's Imaginary Wrestling Career, that sort of thing. So, Iceberg, we're happy to have you back. I heard you've been working on your DJ skills, so uh, are are you ready to come correct or what? Yes, I am ready. I have been practicing on the two steel wheels all week. Let me drop the needle upon the wax and show you how I do.
0: disintegrate Particles drift into atoms and separate Developing movement known as sound waves That travel at Mark 1 via the airspace Hitting the microphone making it vibrate Electrical impulses start to migrate Along the wire Break yourself This is the Toys R Us report Nobody moves, nobody gets hurt I come for free time, baby. I come for free time, hit it. Kev touch itself to prove that he's a free. I can't hold it back, the paint flowing over. Can't hold it back, I am the future. Touch it, why don't you? Touch it, why don't you? Touch it, why don't you? Touch it, why don't you?
1: That is the theme song of our illustrious imaginary wrestler, a man who goes by the name of Kevy Kev. Waterbed Kev. I wonder. Every time I hear that song, I wonder, does he think that that kind of an approach is going to get him some attention from the ladies? I just, uh, I think you're coming on too strong, KV Kev. I cannot see that work. Maybe he was thinking that, like, he would become a successful MC, and through that success, he would be able to get some chicks. But I'm telling you, my man, talking like that to the ladies, it's just not gonna do it. It's not gonna cut it. In this day and age. What do I know? I, I've been married for something like 500 years, so what do I know about dating? What do I know about what goes on in the world of, the world of romance? The world of amore? So what we got here, this segment we are going to talk about the official imaginary wrestler of the IC Robots Command Center, a dude who goes by the name of Waterbed Kev. You might be asking yourself, what is Imaginary Wrestling, IZ Robots? What is this weird thing that you are talking about? It's a bit hard to explain. I'm going to go over to the website, grab something, and read it to you. I will be back in a moment with an explanation. I just went on over to the Imaginary Wrestling Alliance website, which you can find at www.playiwa.com. It is one long word. I wanted to see how they how they describe what is going on. So here, I'm going to read it to you right quick. There are 90 holds for you to pick from, and each hold has a hold value from 1 to 45. These values determine the effectiveness of each hold. The values of the hold change every cycle, so it is important to keep an eye on them and choose the 15 that you think will be performing the best. This is Waterbed Kev's third month in the league. The first month, the introductory month, he did alright, he won most of his fights. The second month, he did not do good at all. Waterbed Kev got smoked in just about all of his fights, so I decided I would get a new strategy. And that strategy was, I was just going to pick whatever moves were rated the highest. And hey man... Let me tell you, it paid off. Waterbed Kev won every single match that he was in last month. This moves him up to number 35 in the rankings. Waterbed Kev is currently at 20 wins, 11 losses, and 1 draw. Not bad, really. I was, you know, I was pretty much, pretty, uh, pleased as punch, as they say. Let's look through some of the highlights here and find some of this thing, man. This thing is the smallest printed newsletter you would see. It, uh, it rivals Dave Meltzer's famed wrestling observer for small print. It's hard to find cabs matches. Uh, let's, let's, uh, flip through and see if we can find one. Oh, here we go. He defeated somebody named the legendary Ghetto Master Jr. I wonder who his dad was. Ghetto Master Sr.? I would imagine. He beat this guy with his finisher, the pump kick to the chest, in, uh in 29 minutes. That's quite a long time to be out there, Waterbed Kev. Good for you. Let's see. Oh, here we go. Waterbed Kev beat the savage Apache in 13 minutes by count out. Eh, that's okay. Um, let me see. Oh, here's another Waterbed Kev. I went through and I highlighted them uh, as many as I could find. Waterbed Kev outmuscled Cooper Jones, made him tap out to the grapevine. Good for you, you know, showing some showing some diversity in your skills. He's a striker, but he can also do some ground moves when it is called upon. Let's see if I can find a couple more. Oh, here's one. He had a draw with Mean Joe Green. Do you think that this is the famed Pittsburgh Steeler? The one with the famous towel and the coca-cola? I hope not because that dude is probably pretty old by this point so I'm hoping Waterbed Kev would be able to just roll through him, not have a draw, but that's alright, it's not a loss. Um, here's another one. He beat the problem child in 7 minutes and 11 seconds with the pump kick to the chest. He's getting that move over. Here is one more. He defeated somebody named Nigel the Constable with a flying kick to the head, not the pump kick to the chest. He brought it a bit higher right in the mug in uh 3 minutes, 7 seconds. So, that is your Imaginary Wrestling Alliance update for the month. Why don't you guys join up as well? Go to PlayIWA.com. Check it out. It's not the best website, but the game is fun, and it's fun to get stuff in the mail. Um, I'm pretty sure that you could join the league that I am in, and we could compete... Compete. We can compete against each other on a monthly basis. And man, we could even form an alliance. We could form an IC Robots Ichiban gun. We could all be in it together, taking on our foes. So come on, my dudes. Think about it. PlayIWA.com. There's, there are a lot of worse ways to spend your money. Well, I don't want you to spend your money if you're not given to the Patreon over at supportthereport.com. But if you're doing that, feel free to take whatever shekels you got left and put them toward... Imaginary wrestling.
0: Check one, two. The return of the boom bat means just that. It means the return of the real hard beats and toy chat. Another silly sucker wants his champion belt, but like a microwave these days, he make a melt. He never crossed over, never went pop. You know, ISR will give you real toy talk in a moment at the movies without ebert siskel or even that dude roper but you got icy robots so that's something right it's up to us to save the world us us
1: <laughs> from the studio that brought you x-men
0: you're counting on these guys a guy who can stretch a girl i can't see a human torch i don't even know what he is the muscle
1: of enemy. you don't know what's coming
0: we need to stop them
1: Needs new kinds of heroes you put a lot of faith in these kids i put all my faith in them no one needs to
0: have all that power. hope we don't have to pay for this fantastic four wow.
1: this film is not yet rated I still think it's weird how the studio sends me my clips on VHS. I I imagine they have to run them off just for me, but that's cool man. Anyway, we went to see the Fantastic Four on Friday and we were running late, which always makes me a bit anxious because I don't like to fight for a seat. I don't really want to sit next to other people that closely. I will, but I don't really want to unless I have to, so I was sweating it a bit. Um, I sent the family out to get the popcorn and all that good stuff while I ran into the theater to grab our seats and what did I find? I don't know how you have it, but you know, you kind of go down an aisle and then you get to a point where you turn and your your view is obstructed until you're all the way into the theater. I came around that corner expecting to see a bunch of people, but what I saw surprised the heck out of me. There was nobody there. And this was the 7.30 show. That's kind of like prime time for the movie theater, and there was nobody but us in the movies. That's wild. I I knew the movie wasn't going to be as big as, like, as the Avengers or Ant-Man, but, dude, I'll tell you what. I did not expect it to be completely dead like this. Eventually... A few other people rolled into the place, but man, it was us, them, maybe one other people, and that's, that's bananas. I know that the Fantastic Four aren't as big as Superman or whatever, but dude, I love the Fantastic Four, and I thought that just being a superhero movie would draw some people in, despite the weird reviews that were coming out and all that. I thought that there would be somebody there, but man, this movie has bombed like no other, according to what I have been reading. Now, I don't have the stats off the top of my head, but I think it only got like 25 million. I say only, only 25 million. But it is only 25 million when your budget's like 160 million. So at this point, it's even a question of whether the movie's gonna make its money back. And I'll tell you what, I didn't think it was that bad. I, I... I didn't have a bad time. The movie was lacking in a lot of areas. It was an origin story, which is something we do not need. And they did not get some of the cool points correct. Doctor Doom was kind of weird. He wasn't. Doctor Doom is one of the dopest of all the villains. He might be. He is the dopest. He's the dopest of all the Marvel villains. And they did not get him correct. They didn't get him correct in the other Marvel movies. And I think they might have even gotten him worse in this one. Okay, sure. Victor Von Doom is just some scientist with delusions of grandeur, but he is more than that, and in this, he's a lot less than even what I've described. So, let's get down to it. The movie, the movie is okay. It's not bad. There's nothing really bad about it, but there's nothing really exciting about it. I enjoyed it. I was never bored. I wasn't having a bad time or anything. It's just, nothing happens in it that would make me recommend you go see it. Sure see it on DVD, see it on cable, but, I don't know, it was just, it was just totally underwhelming to me, and I I did not like that, because I think the Fantastic Four, they deserve better. Without the Fantastic Four, you don't got Marvel, you don't got a lot, and they just, maybe it's about time for them to give the Fantastic Four back to Marvel. I think that, really, that would be the best thing. I don't see it happening, but... I would like to see it happen. All right. So, we got another movie. I saw another movie. I actually saw two more movies this week. So, uh, let me find the clip I got for this one. It is more of a girl's movie. We took the daughter out. She got to pick, and this is what you picked. All right. Here we go. Found it. Let's
0: go Rockland, Beaver Hill, Haglow, Chatham, Wallaceburg. These are all the towns in that general vicinity. All
1: right paper towns what's a paper town it's a fake city that map makers would put on their maps so then if they get copied illegally then they'd know well, what i in new york she's in agla q you gotta go can't go to new york what is stopping you like 1200 miles you love it right yeah i do
0: <laughs> there you go your true love waits
1: you're right i'm gonna do it
0: Wait, I, I want to
1: go. Uh, she's going. I'm I'm definitely going, yeah. <laughs> the next movie we saw on the big movie weekends was one called Paper Towns. Paper Towns? I think it's Paper Towns. Paper Towns, not Paper Towns. We let the daughter pick 2.0 and she picked Paper Towns. Now, you know what? I was, um, I was pleasantly surprised. I didn't have any kind of high expectations going in, and, well, it exceeded those small expectations that I did have. Paper Towns is a teen romance based off of a young adult novel that both The Old Lady and 2.0 read. They were just super jacked about it. It's one of those stories about a mysterious girl. A mysterious girl and the boy who is in pursuit of her and her mysterious witchy ways. My dudes, it is a tale as old as time. We've all been in that position where there's some girl who we feel is out of our league because of her beauty and her mystery, but still. Still we pursue her hoping that by, by showing her we are nice, that maybe, just maybe, she will turn her affections our way. In real life, that is hardly ever the case because mysterious girls don't like nice guys. They like mysterious guys. Guys who drive motorcycles, guys who wear leather jackets, and uh, have light skin and dark hair. Kind of like the dudes on Vampire Diaries. But The movie, man, the movie was good. I thought it would be just like all about girls, girl stuff, yada yada. But the movie is from the dude's perspective. And in that way, I did enjoy it. Because like I said, we have all been in the position of this dude who's out there trying to get some girl to like us. The basic plot of the movie is this. The dude has grown up next to this girl many a years. And she's grown up to be a beautiful lass. And he has always wanted to be with her. But she's too mysterious. She is too cool for him, but then, then one day she goes missing. She runs away, and the dude feels as if she is leaving him clues all over the place. Like she wants him to go and pursue her, and pursue her he does do. So he goes and he gathers up his boys, and they head out looking for her. They follow the clues to well. I don't want to give too much away, but they go and they follow the clues. And really, the relationship between him and his friends is one of the nice things about the movie. This in a lot of ways is a dude movie. I'm not going to say that it's a guy thing, but it does have a lot about friendship between men and it does have a lot about how uh how dudes also have romantic feelings. And I I I would say that I enjoyed it. I I left feeling I left feeling a little weird, it reminded me of some past relationships and past things like that. And really That's good. It it went to show me that, like, I still have romance in my heart. I still have it out there. There is still, there is still love in good old icy robots innards. I can't recommend this, I can't say that you should go see it, but if your daughter or a niece or somebody is trying to get you to go see it with them, go. You won't, you won't have a bad time. You will leave feeling weird like me more than likely and that's good. It's good to find the romance in your heart from time to time. It can't be action movies and superhero flicks all the time, you know, sometimes you gotta flip the script, sometimes you gotta give in to, uh, sometimes you gotta give in to a woman's needs and that's what we were doing we were given into a young lady's needs. All right, so we got one more, one more review for at the movies. This one was more action oriented. All right, let me find the. Uh, got I should. You know what? I should have these clips ready to go, but I got it, and we're all set. So here we go, review number three. The syndicate is an army I'm trained to do what we do.
0: You've met your match.
1: They're coming after
0: us with everything they've got. On July 31st... You want to bring down the syndicate? It's impossible. When the enemy is your equal... You recognize anyone? These dead operatives aren't really dead. This is your worst nightmare. Oh, boy. Risk everything. Here they come!
1: This may very well be our last mission. Let's make it count. Oh, my God! We did PG-13. Theaters and IMAX, July 31st. Up until now, I have never seen a Mission Impossible movie. I don't know, man. They look cool, but Tom Cruise is kind of a weirdo as far as I'm concerned. And there's something about him, there's something about him that kind of, kind of turns me off. So I've just, I've never seen one. I don't know. I never saw the original show either. So I never felt like I should rush out and go do it. But this one was getting such fantastic reviews and so many people were like, yo... I see robots. I'm connecting with the command center just to let you know you need to go and see, uh, what was it called? Rogue Nation right now, like ASAP. So, I beamed down to the planet and I saw it and, uh, what, what I got most from it is the fact that this Tom Cruise character he has a straight up death wish. This dude, he is extreme. He is like the Mick Foley of movies. Not Mick Foley, because Mick Foley was just throwing himself off of stuff. This guy, you can tell his stunts are well planned out. But man, they this dude puts himself in risk in ways that I would never, ever think about doing but man that's probably why he's Tom Cruise and I'm just uh I'm just icy robots up here on some some dilapidated station on uh Jupiter's third largest moon Callisto and he's like over at the Scientology building maxing and relaxing hanging out and doing all kind of cool stuff with uh LRH or whoever else is over there right now. It's almost impossible to look at good old Tom without thinking about the church of Scientology but whatever dude whatever gets you through the day I'm happy that you have it there to help you to help you make it through. Uh, The movie was fantastic, man. Mission Impossible Rogue Nation is great. Go see it right now. I cannot tell you what the plot was about. It was about, like, secret files and agents and whatever. But the stunts were fantastic. The acting was great. It was shot well. Everything was good. It was all good in the hood. There's not any point where you're watching it and you're gonna go, this is stupid. I want to leave. But... I wish I knew more about what was going on. Maybe I'm not the sharpest, uh, sharpest knife in the drawer, but I don't, I don't know, man. This plot was, the plot was weird. Maybe it would have helped if I would have seen some of the other joints before I watched this one, but... Even then, even then I don't know how much it would have helped me out. Let me try to sum it up in some ways. I guess Tom Cruise is part of like the Mission Impossible team and there is an enemy team called the Syndicate and they're trying to dissolve Tom Cruise's team because they don't believe the Syndicate is real. But it turns out the syndicate is real and since they've dissolved the team there's nobody to fight them and there is some secret files that the Prime Minister of England has to okay or whatever. I don't know. One thing I do know is, the main villain in this movie was the dude who played Ian Curtis in the fantastic movie, 24 Hour Party People. He was the lead singer of Joy Division, Ian Ian Curtis. And, I've never seen this guy in another movie, maybe he's in a ton of movies, but I haven't seen him, so it was a treat to see him having a big, giant role in one of the giant movies of the summer. And, that's what this is. This is a summer movie. This is the epitome of a summer movie, so I don't know man, if you're into it, if you're into Tom Cruise, if you like Mission Impossible go see it, even if you don't, if you just want to get out of the heat for a couple hours sit back and watch something that's just going to blow your mind as far as stunts and whatever, I would recommend this I give this, the big ISR, 10 thumbs up (laughs)
0: You are listening to the Toys R Us report. Everybody needs to get a blimp, cause blimps are pretty thin. You can fill them up with air, that will get you anywhere. Advertise upon the side, take your girlfriend for a ride. Just fill up the balloon with the very last gas and
1: Everywhere I go, every time I hit the streets. People come up, they give me a dap, they give me a pound, and they'd be like, yo, I see robots. What's up with the party blimp? What's up with that? We need to know. We need the current info. I see robots. Come on, man. Drop it for us. Hit us one time. Give up the dirt. So here it is, man. Here is the dirt on the party blimp. The dirt is that the blimp is in a state of flux, but there is some Movement in a certain regard we have recently we have recently lost two alumni to the blimp we have lost Rowdy Roddy Piper and Ken the Snake Stabler that leaves two openings on the good old party blimp But as you know only the best of the best Only the tip of the top, the cream of the crop, can ride the blimp. And I don't know, man, there are a lot of applicants. I mean, every day I come home from the space station and, dude, my box, the mailbox, is full. And I'm talking the real mailbox because these are old school cats and they don't send me emails. They send me real letters and people are just begging. They are begging for a spot on the blimp. And I don't know, it's a tough decision. But I have narrowed it down to two. I have narrowed it down to two people who will soon be riding the sky on the party blimp with all of us here at the Icy Robots headquarters. These two people are more deserved than maybe anyone else out there. They have had such a giant influence on our culture and these two people, these two people are DJ Cool Herc and Coke LaRock. Now, if you don't know who that is, like, first of all, I feel sorry for you, my dudes, but these are the two guys who are credited with inventing hip-hop 40 years ago this month. DJ Cool Herc was throwing a party that he called a hip-hop party over in his rec room, and he got his buddy La Rock to come MC the party, kick some rhymes, and that moment, that moment right there is the beginning of what we have come to know as Hip-hop. So Cool Herc and Coke uh, LaRock, congratulations. Your letters have been received and you have been accepted. You will soon receive a gold pass in the mail that will let you onto the blimp when the blimp takes air now. This might not be anytime soon, but dudes, just wait. It's going to be worth it. We might expect you to come up and kick some rhymes and do some stuff, but that is a small price to pay for such a prestigious award. And for the purpose of keeping it real, I do got to say that is just about the only motions that we have made on the party blimp. I have, I have been out there trying to find new, uh, laser discs and stuff, but that is not working out as well as I would have hoped. It does seem that recently the good old LD supply is running dry around my, uh, my part of town. Now, I have my feelers out. I did find, I did find a gigantic supply of discs at a, uh, home hospice charity thrift store this past week. I, I was ecstatic. I went in there and there were five boxes of LDs, just box after box after box. And I, I could not wait to get my hands on them. I ran over there. I almost, I almost did run. I was going really fast and I could not wait to get my hands on these things. But when I did finally get over there, I'm skipping through them. I'm skipping through. I'm skipping through. And... They were mostly uh, Woody Allen flicks. Now, I like Woody Allen. I do. I think dude's talented. Bananas is great. Zelig is great. Annie Hall is a classic cinema piece, but it is not the kind of thing that I am uh, I'm looking for for the party blimp, if you understand what I'm saying. There wasn't only Woody Allen. There was all sorts of stuff, but it was classics. It was like Gone with the Wind uh, John Wayne movies, things of that sort, and that's just not what I am looking for in a LaserDisc. I got nothing against those movies, man. They are classics for a reason, but I want sci-fi, I want horror, I want really weird, cool things, and I did not find anything. The best thing that I found in this stack was Harold and Maude, which is one of my favorite movies, but, again, it's not something that I need on LD, because we're not gonna watch it up on the blimp. Maybe I might watch it in the house, but when we're up there partying... We want Flash Gordon. We want Alien. We want Aliens. We want stuff like uh Enemy Mine. We want things the nature of the last Starfighter. Not Harold and Maud. Nothing against good old Harold and Maud. It just it's not party blimp material. Sad to say. I mean for real. Can you imagine kicking back with Coca Rock and Aaron Gray and watching Harold and Maud? You know that that's actually that does seem like fun. But can you imagine doing it up on the party blimp? Well. Maybe you can, maybe you can imagine doing it on the party plan because that does seem like a fun thing to do, but it's not. Man, maybe I should go back and get that. I you know, I think that um, man, I might go back and get that because now that I'm painting the scene, now that I'm vividly imagining what it would be like, I can imagine hanging out with Gil Gerard and Terry Bradshaw while watching the Herald and Mod Laser Disc. Man, okay, we're gonna take a quick pause. We will be back in a moment with more show.
0: Make sure to visit virtualdirtmall.com and support the show with a generous purchase of some retro or not-so-retro junk. He won't be sorry for long.
1: I am back. I ran down to the Sutter VA thrift store, and man, they did not have the herald mod so now I'm going to obsess over it. Now I'm going to bug out in hopes of finding it other places, and I probably never will. You know, sometimes, dude, it was like two bucks. I should have just bought it. Anyway, anyway, this is the time where I go and I say, why don't you head on over to supportthereport.com and consider helping us out by becoming a show patron. We have recently added a new incentive. I have made what I am calling the Toys R Us Report VHS Edition. And what it is, is it is a videotape of all sorts of crazy kooky stuff off of my DVR and from my DVD collection. Now It's mostly DVR, there's some things thrown in there, and it's not, it's not the kookiest tape of all the time, but it is a pretty cool two-hour tape of fun stuff. There is scenes from superhero movies, there is old-timey He-Man commercials, there is a bunch of stuff, it's worth getting, and I want you to have it. I want to, I made this tape, I made this tape personally with my own hands and my own DVR and my own VCR, and I want to share it with you guys. I want... I want you to have it. So just hop on over to supportthereport.com, take a look what we got over there, and, well, anything helps, man. We are getting to the point we are almost at the amount that I want where I can go ahead, get unlimited hosting, which means longer episodes, more frequent episodes, more news breaks, more songs, more everything I enjoy doing this, but I do not have the available space on the server gimmick from Podbean to do as much as I want. And, you know, we could use a bit of a help on this regard. So, hey, man, consider becoming a show patron at supportthereport.com.
0: Do you ever think about when you're out of here? Blue snuggle teeth and yap face out of here. Migos and G.I. Joe out of here. No doubt ISR is old school, but he ain't going out. You've made it this far. It's time. The final segment. Your weekly toy shop update. The Toys R Us report.
1: We are back after the commercial break. And well, my dudes, it was another boring week over at the TRU. Most of the space that would be used for fun promotions and things of that sort has been taken up with big back-to-school displays and things. Backpacks, pencils, binders. Mostly backpacks. They sell... So many different varieties of backpacks, and most of them are for, like, things I don't even know. I saw one for this dude, Austin Mahone, the singer Austin Mahone, One Direction, My Little Pony. Why do you know about Pony? Weird stuff, weird shows I've never even heard of on Nickelodeon, but that's cool, man. I'm not a kid, so why would I know about some of these things? That's weird. Why did I even say that? I mean, I know so much about dumb kid stuff that I shouldn't even know, so I don't know, man. I have no idea why I tried to sound cool there. I don't know anything about kid stuff. Anyway, I apologize. There was just a lot of backpacks, a lot of pencils, a lot of binders, things like that when I wanted there to be new stuff. I have seen on some of the toy groups I follow on Facebook that there are dudes out there who have the new Star Wars toys. I want them to be there at my store but one thing that I did notice that I hadn't noticed all that much before is that they have a uh, a countdown clock. They have a countdown clock at the front of the Star Wars aisle that will be leading up to a midnight event in which they are going to unveil all of the new Star Wars toys available but they must have them there in the store already. They must be there in the back because dudes are dudes are cold taking pictures of them and showing them on Facebook. I I don't know man. I'm not the biggest Star Wars toy collector, but I do want to I do want to see these guys just to kind of get a sneak peek of what I can expect from these upcoming movies. I am so jazzed. I I have like I have been down on Star Wars for many years, but right now I think these movies look so good that I am just incredibly pumped up. I might be going on Christmas to see these. I know I'm not going to be the only one doing that. So I don't feel worried about it, but I am just, I'm stoked. I'm hardly ever super stoked, and I am just beyond tickled pink. I'm tickled hot pink. I am tickled hot pink over these all new, all fun Star Wars features. I don't remember what movie it was we were watching, but they played the trailer. And when it got to the point where Han Solo's like, Chewie, we're home. I swear to you that if I was in any kind of a negative emotional state at that time, I might have cried. It, every time he says that, I go, golly, you are home, and I'm just so excited to have you back. I am so excited to have Han Solo and Chewie back in my life. I don't know. I I loved, I loved the original movies like everybody else did, but those prequels were so dumb, and they were so bad, that I became an official Star Wars hater. I went out there and I told people that I could not stand Star Wars, don't bring any Star Wars stuff around me, and that was just because I was just so let down. I was just incredibly disappointed with those prequels. And I, you know, once again, I know I'm not the only one who feels that way, so I... I think that they have lured a lot of people back into the fold. They've pulled us back into the family with the new Disney J.J. Abrams features. And this is really... This is a bit of a tangent off the Toys R Us stuff. But that countdown clock got me thinking. And well, I've had Star Wars on the brain lately, man. I, I haven't had it in there for such a long time. I really... I seriously blocked out how much I enjoyed Star Wars as a kid. It's like... I was traumatized by how bad the prequels were and I don't know man, I used to love it and I can feel, I can feel my love is coming back all over again. I believe that I am going to go to that Star Wars thing. What I think they're going to do is they're going to open the store at midnight and unveil all the toys. I don't know. I think that I will go just, just for the sake of journalism. This is going to be some big time Toys R Us news and your boys should probably be there to report on it. Are you guys going to go? Is this something people are interested in? Let me know. Hit me up on Twitter at IC Robots and just let your boy know, man. Let me know. I might Periscope it. Do you guys, are you guys down with Periscope? It is a phone app where you can broadcast what you are doing live at that moment. And I'm on there. Username icrobots. Robots, go find me because a lot of times Sunday and Monday when I head down to the dig, I will Periscope from there. And it's kind of fun. You can see what the place is. You can see what's going on. And it's nice to be able to put a face to some of these things that I speak on all of the times. I think that we are going to call it a day. We have done enough show. I think that you guys are satiated by how much I have spoken about nothing for the last uh, 35 minutes or so. So at any rate, this is me, IC Robots, your boy, check me out on Twitter at IC Robots. Check us out on Periscope. Keep an eye out every Monday and Sunday I broadcast. I go there I broadcast live from the dig. Check it out. My username is IC Robots on Periscope. Go to, go find us on Facebook. Facebook.com backslash IC Robots. And this is I-S-E-E Robots. Like I see robots as if I am looking at them. So go find us on Facebook. Got a super active group. A lot of fun stuff going on. I post pictures. People are there talking about stuff. Good times. Check me out on the Retro Junkies Network. So, until next time, this is me, your boy, Robots, signing off for the crew up here on the station, Iceberg 13, Emily, Instant Melissa, and all the rest. If you don't know, well, now you know. recorded live on Jupiter's moon. Callisto, this has been an IC Robots Radio production.